Good morning, everybody. Happy Monday to you. It's 10 o'clock. I'm Tim Harris, and that means it's time for Tim with Tim. Each day, Monday through Friday, we take about 10 minutes. We go verse by verse through the Word of God. Today, congratulations. We're in Isaiah chapter 43. I say congratulations because I feel like I'm giving you a gift. To read Isaiah chapter 43 is a gift. Uh, I know you're going to laugh at me if I say it's my favorite chapter because I probably say that, you know, twice a week. But Isaiah 43, oh my goodness, you all. I mean, I loved Isaiah 42. I mean, 40, chapter 40. I love chapter 40. Uh, oh, but oh, chapter 43 is so sweet. It's just so sweet. Um, I know that sometimes life seems out of control. Sometimes it just feels like your life is taking you on a ride that you don't want to go on. You know, I mean, it's just spinning out of control. Everything just went crazy and there's nothing you can do about it. So, so what do you do, you know, in that situation when there's nothing you can do? Well, you got to guard your attitude. You got to choose your attitude. And that's where Isaiah chapter 43 helps so much. It just does. Uh, sometimes when, uh, when my life goes crazy, you know, I am tempted to, uh, to get depressed. I am tempted to begin thinking that God doesn't love me. I begin to blame God. Again, bitterness begins to take root. That's what I'm saying. Uh, in, in those moments when calamity or trial strikes, you've really got to guard your heart. You've got to guard your attitude. And and I, I just find in Isaiah chapter 43, just some real um, attitude adjusting truths and uh, I just want to call your attention to them. I have underlined nearly every line of Isaiah 43 because, man, so many of these phrases, these sentences, these verses, just I, I want them to be tattooed in my heart. You know, Isaiah chapter 43, listen to the Lord who created you, the one who formed you. Do not be afraid for I have ransomed you. You are mine. I've called you by name. You are mine. That's the first attitude guarding truth. You belong to God. You belong to God. No matter what happens, no matter what you're going through, you belong to God and God will take care of what belongs to him. God will not abandon you. God will not throw you away. God takes care of what belongs to him and you belong to him. Now, the difficulty is that God loves me and provides for me and he knows better than I do everything. And so for that reason, God is always going to give me what I really need. And God knows what I really need. I don't know what I really need. You know, I think what I really need is for God to solve all my problems when God knows that what I need is to learn patience, you know, and persistence, endurance. I think that what I really need is more money, you know, but God knows that what I need is to learn to live on less. God knows what I need to learn is contentment. You know what I'm saying? I think that what I need is, you know, some, you know, God to bring me a spouse. God needs to bring me a girlfriend or God needs to bring you a boyfriend. But maybe what you really need is to learn how to nurture intimacy with Christ for this season. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I believe that what I need is healing for my body, but God knows that what I really need is a time of suffering that I might know how to develop mercy and compassion for others who suffer. Do you know what I'm saying? So I want this, but God gives me that, and that makes me question him when I just need to remember I belong to God. God provides exactly what I need when I need it, and for that reason, I can trust him. 
He always takes care of what belongs to him. You belong to God. That, that's the first thing. Number two, ooh, I know this is so hard. Verse two, when you go through deep waters, I will be with you. When you go through rivers of difficulty, you will not drown. When you walk through fire, notice the word is when, not if, when. So second attitude adjusting, I don't know if you're taking any of this as good news or not, but, but you will go through difficulty. You will. I will. I am. You will. You probably are, you know? You just will. When you go through deep waters, you will go through deep waters. Not if, but when, you know, you will. The waters will rise in your life. Some days your life is going to burst into flame. Not if, but when, you know. And when that happens to me, you know, my first response is usually, why is this happening to me? This should not be happening to me. I'm a pastor. I'm faithful to God. God, I'm good. I tithe, you know. God, I'm good to my neighbors. And why is this happening? This should not be happening to me. I mean, that's, that's our typical response, right? This should not be happening to me. You know, I mean, that's just the, the, the way it comes out, you know. I don't deserve this, you know. But you know what? It happens to everybody. I mean, Scripture says the rain falls on the just and the unjust, which just means it's raining on you today because sooner or later it rains on everybody. You have not been singled out, you know? I mean, you may experience loss, the death of a loved one. You may hear that you got cancer. I mean, the doctor could give you devastating news, but... But you know what? That doctor was giving somebody else devastating news the you know five minutes before he walked in your room. I mean, you know, you haven't been singled out. I mean, things happen to you that maybe have never happened to you before, but they happen to people all the time. You know, join the club. You have not been singled out. It's raining on you today because sooner or later it rains on everybody. When you go through rivers of difficulty, not if, but when. You will go through trouble. You just will. But understand, God's going to care for you in the midst of your troubles. When you go through rivers of difficulty, you will not drown. When you go through fire, you will not be burned up. The flames will not consume you. When you go through deep waters, I will be with you. I will be with you. God will care for you in the midst of of your difficulties. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego did not get delivered from the fire. They were delivered in the fire. Jesus was right there in the fire with them. And when you go through rivers of difficulty, he'll be with you too. Do you understand that? I mean, honestly, when, when your life bursts into flame, open your eyes and look, and you're going to find that Jesus is right there with you. And if Jesus is with you, that makes that the safest place in the world for you. Do you understand me? If he's with you, you're safe. If he's with you, you're protected. You've not been forgotten. You've not been forsaken. Just wait and see what he's going to do. I'm telling you, this is going to turn out to be the adventure of a lifetime for you. If you're in the fire and he's with you, you're still safe. You understand? When you go through rivers of difficulty, when you walk through fire, the flames will not consume you. I am the Lord, your God, the Holy One of Israel. You are precious to me. You are honored, and I love you. I'm reading straight out of Isaiah chapter 43. Have you read this today? It's pretty amazing. God's going to care for you in the midst of your troubles, and then uh, nothing's going to cancel his plan to bless you. Nothing's going to cancel his purpose you know, for your life, N nothing at all. Verse 7, bring all who claim me as their God, for I have made them for my glory. It was I who created them. 
You know, you were created for his glory and your life is going to bring him glory. Nothing's going to cancel that. Nothing is going to in any way erase his purpose to be glorified in your life. He is going, going to work out all of his purposes. You are going to be blessed. I'm telling you, you are going to be so blessed. Don't ever forget that. Don't ever forget that. And don't let any moment of difficulty, when your life floods, when the fire explodes before your eyes, don't you dare think that for a moment God has given up on you and don't you give up on him. I love, I love verses 15, 16, 17, where it talks about, it's basically a rehearsal of the Exodus. I opened a way through the waters, making a dry path through the sea. I called forth the mighty army of Egypt with its chariots and horses. I drew them beneath the waves and they drowned. You know, I, I, I drowned your enemies, you know, and, and, and this is the Exodus, right? I mean, it is a book in the Bible, but in verse 18, the Lord says, forget all that. Forget all that. It's nothing. You ain't seen nothing yet. I mean, that's what that means. It's nothing compared to what I'm going to do. You know, forget all that. I, I suppose, uh, again, if you're talking about attitude adjusting and attitude, you know, guarding, one of the biggest pitfalls that you and I can fall into is, is, is becoming a prisoner to the past. Some of us are prisoners to the bad experiences of the past. You're still walking in the woundedness of the past. Jesus calls you into victory, but you continue to walk in woundedness because you're a prisoner of the past. You continue to be a victim to those who've hurt you in the past when you do have the option of walking into a new future with the Lord. You know, you don't have to be prisoner to the past. The bad things are, are always going to be there. Nothing changes that. But understand, some of us become prisoners to the good things. You know, man, when you are sick and can't get well, it's just that memory of how it used to be when you didn't have to hurt, you know, and, and, and that, that can be a prison too. We become a slave both to the bad things that have happened to us and the good things that have happened to us. When uh, verse 18, it says, forget all that. He's talking about the best days of their lives, the greatest things I've ever seen him do. But God says, Look, forget all that. You know, you haven't seen what I'm going to do next. You know, the most important thing that God does is what God's going to do next. And you haven't seen that yet, you know. So you must live out of expectation and not memory. God is never calling you back into the past. He's always calling you forward into the future. Live out of expectation of what God's going to do next and not out of memory of what he once did. Are you understanding me? You live out of expectation. So expect the fire and the flood and all that. Expect that because it's going to come, but also expect his glory. Whatever happens, it's going to be glorious because God's going to be with you and he can't not be glorious. You know, if he's with you, it's going to be glorious because he is glorious. He can't be anything else. It's Isaiah chapter 43. I told you, y'all, it is just so good. Forget all that. It's nothing compared to what I'm going to do. I love that so much. Pick up here tomorrow, chapter 44, verses 1 to 28. Tomorrow, 10 o'clock, Lord willing, uh, Isaiah chapter 44, verses 1 to 28. Have a great Monday, you guys. Uh, whew. Uh, I'm looking forward to the day. It's my day off. I may or may not mow. It depends on whether I decide if it needs it. Uh, I've been kind of watching uh, watching my yard grow, not grow. Uh, but I will be at Myers because I know we're going to eat this week. So um, that's typically my day off. Uh, if, if I see you out at Myers, if it's a grocery day, I will see you there. I love you guys so much. Uh, thanks for this. Congratulations for Isaiah chapter 43. I told you it's a gift. 
All of God's word is a gift. And I'll see you in the morning, Lord willing, for Tim with Tim. Love you guys.